3: The Around the NFL Podcast. Oh my God, it's a trade tsunami from the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio. It's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got heroes here: Greg Rosenthal, Colleen Wolf, sitting in the Mark Sessler chair. Marcus not with us today. Have him back later in the week. It is the trade deadline episode. The deadline hits in exactly 10 minutes as we're uh, recording this episode, Greggy. And in retrospect, Mm. it is not at all surprising. First of all, trade tsunami, copyright, Rosie.
4: I was a little early on it, unfortunately, though. Like I didn't time it well. I'd stopped talking about the trade tsunami. And then it truly
5: arrived. Tsunamis never arrive when
3: you want
4: them to. That's
3: what they do. You put the
5: warning out for it.
3: Right. The, The siren went off and you know, right, Justin, the siren went off for the tsunami. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And (laughs) and what I realize now is that uh, we should have seen this coming because there's so many teams that you could make a case for making a January run because the league's so wide open. Mm. And the fact that in recent years, everyone's gotten way more open to making deals. We're going to get a lot of trades, and we certainly have.
4: And there's just more cap space, and there's more... GMs that look at successful teams, excuse me, like the Eagles and the Rams and the Patriots who are always at the top of the list in terms of the amount of trades, and they say, why can't we do that? And more to the point, I think they got they got a little uh, a little word from Roger Goodell in the league office. This is a totally speculative okay. and off-base um, yeah, go on with this. guess here. <laughs> and he was like, MLB, trade deadline's great. Right. NBA, trade deadline's great. Let's start picking it up, people. Mm. Entertainment. So what there let's, was let's blow that World Series off the front page.
3: So there was a meeting. Not so there was a meeting where Rog said you must trade. Okay, we're good with the siren.
4: <laughs> I mean <laughs> or I or else I, I don't believe in that, but I do think it was a times? short yeah. a shortcoming. And I I've talked about that a lot, that we that the NFL doesn't match up in terms of uh, free agency excitement or right. trade deadline excitement. And now they're getting there. No, they're they definitely are. getting
3: there. and We're gonna get into all of it. We had the uh, quick emergency pod on Monday talking about the Roquan Smith trade uh, to uh, the Ravens. Ravens, thank you uh, from the Bears, and that was just an appetizer. Uh, so we're going to dig into all of the trades, and even the ones that filter out. Hopefully, hopefully there's a real hammer drop in the next fifteen minutes.
5: It's been a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. This feels like I've been the last... Co- like a half hour, I've just been on a treadmill. And you know I don't work out. So this is uh, <laughs> well, you're a you to you're keep a pr- up with.
4: You're a preparer. <laughs> and the, I am. the rundown of what we're going to talk uh, about has been evolving. And it's a lot. Because who's
3: done... Uh, more live tv in this room than Colleen Wolf you this is
5: no I, I listen i am totally fine with breaking news i can go with the flow but i do like to prepare a little bit so i can bring something to the table
4: all right well you know? i believe you always do just your presence yes, oh, you know, thanks. yeah it's, it's i am having some issues
5: with the headset today so um bear with me And
4: your your <laughs> it's nails falling are falling off i know my nails long. are very
5: long i do this to myself scary. all right Turn this up in my headphones.
3: This will get us kind
4: of into the conversation. Mm. Trade deadline remix.
5: I think you'd look great with these nails. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, why don't you try them on?
4: (laughs) Give us
3: a little tap. You know, the people like
5: it. Zippity tap, tap
3: Let's get into it. Starting with a major trade uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Perfect example. The Dolphins of a team that uh, is in good standing. They're five and three. Uh, obviously, they're in most people's eyes, not at the level of, say, the Bills or maybe even the Chiefs, but they're kind of right there. And they have a chance to uh, make a deep playoff run. So they're going all in. They acquire edge pass rusher Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth round pick from the Broncos who are in sell mode, which was never the plan with this team, but this year has not gone to plan in Denver. In exchange for running back Chase Edmonds, a 2024 fourth-round pick and San Francisco's 2023 first-round pick. And this is an interesting uh, situation, Greg, because uh, all those deals, uh, all those first-round picks that the Dolphins got – in, in the recent years, they're using them, turning them around and getting elite veteran talent. And Chubb, in his best pro season, definitely qualifies.
5: Right. They,
4: they use some to get Waddle in the draft. They use more to get Tyree Kill. And now they get Chubb. And I was surprised to see him get so much in terms of compensation. The Dolphins don't have a first round pick next year now because they traded the 49ers one away, which they had picked up for Trey Lance. Uh, and they didn't have one because they got the tampering uh, problem for Stephen Ross. Every, like, tampering re- problem. That's one way to I put mean, it. Re- remember, uh, the Dolphins owner was suspended and they had to give up a first round pick. Like in the terms of like owner stories, that's actually gotten kind of buried this year. It's weird how that happens. Right. And they just, I'm just <laughs> Can't saying, imagine why. I just mean like that one, I, I sort of forgot about when I was looking at for their first round picks. I was like, oh yeah, they lost the first round pick. And this makes you think they want to get into long-term business with Bradley Chubb, but We'll see. I, I suppose they could use the franchise tag. It's definitely a guy who's playing really well this year. And after a really poor 2000. In 21, coming off a ma- major injury, he looks like an elite pass rusher, and their defense has been lacking, and he adds a lot mm-hmm. to it.
5: It's aggressive, but I like it because this is also how I spend my money. Um, so if anyone's <laughs> out there, a financial advisor, I'm probably in a lot of trouble. I spend all my money on sneakers. So this is not Colleen about the future. You I and will
3: and, and you'll uh, get more money
4: than expected. She will overpay you. <laughs> you can swindle she's me. Money. In this no case, problem. it's just a pair of sneakers. Like He's a nice, he's a, he's a nice pair of Jordans, you're saying. I
5: I mean, he's a very nice pair of Jordans. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably a human being. overspending nice. for them a little bit. <laughs> but they need pass rushing help. Like, this is not about the future, obviously. It's right now. And through eight games, Miami only has 15 Miami. sacks. Miami. Miami. Uh, the team leader, Jalen Phillips, he only has three. Emmanuel Agba, he's coming off that back Miami. injury. <laughs> and then with Byron Jones not playing right now, injured in the secondary, just kind of compounds their pass rushing issue because the Blitzes, <laughs> (laughs) they just it's not efficient they don't do it as much and when they do it it doesn't work as well so this is a great I think this is good for them right now but I'm kind of surprised that they are just so all the way in this year
3: I like this tweet a lot of good takes there yeah thanks it it, It was good. preparation
5: I Um, I got nothing the rest of the show our friend
3: (laughs) our friend uh, Mina Kimes had a good tweet that kind of hits at some of the points you were making as well that their standard pass rush is getting pressure at the fourth lowest rate in the nfl uh you know the importance of getting a traditional pass rush especially come january uh in the playoffs and now miami miami a team that we know is going to be able to score points no matter what time of the year it is well how will Tua do when it gets cold and nasty? That's for another season Doesn't happen in Miami. Right. Uh, but uh, now you have a, a situation where the defense, Greg, can level up, and that's exactly it. Like, the Dolphins are a perfect team. You could talk yourselves into, okay, this is a next step move for them. I like the aggression.
4: I do, too, because life is short and – I think teams like the Rams have shown that if you're smart in terms of managing the picks you have and the players on your roster, you can always keep filling in. It doesn't mean that a window has to close just because you give up future draft picks. This pick should be at the end of the first round, assuming the 49ers have a good season. Uh, So it's not like it was going to be a top 10 pick or anything like that. But it is surprising... Because they were such a good defensive team a year ago. They're 25th in DVOA right now that they Mm -hmm. felt the need to do this. It's been a total reversal that their offense is great, their defense is bad, even though they kept most of the same players. They're going to get healthier in the secondary. I have to think they view Chubb as a guy they plan to keep long-term or else it doesn't make sense. Now, the Rams, and we we talked about this on the Roquan Smith trade, the Rams believed that they were going to keep Von Miller when they gave over those picks, and they tried desperately to. They offered him $20 million a year, but I think that points out how difficult it can be to keep a guy when he actually gets to free agency. The franchise tag is probably the move here to to retain him.
3: And I I trust um, the Ravens to retain Roquan Smith in the long-term because they do their stuff Dalvin's are so unpredictable I have no idea whatever is going to happen with them but they're on the right track and we got developing news oh my (gasps) gosh what
5: now now what now what
3: happened the anxiety (laughs) like emanating (laughs) from your direction (laughs) I'm I'm Hamroha Adam Schefter of ESPN reports that the Colts are trading Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. Naheem Hines last seen vulturing a touchdown from my fantasy team away from Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. <laughs> mm. He has a role in that backfield, but he is not the guy. The Colts, they thought they were a team like the Broncos that would be contending. They are not. So they send some depth uh, to the Bills, um, Greg, uh, a Bills team that has kind of everything you'd want. And I know they added Cook, uh, and he helps in their passing game. But maybe they're looking for a little more juice
4: in the running game. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this is weird. I mean, I also feel weird that Naheem Hines just jumped over all the bigger names that were traded today no, well, because it was developing. But it is exciting the in the moment. making
3: a, a host call. Anything that pops up in real time, it's just okay. exciting. That sounds so like that editorial
5: criticism. I would know.
3: It's been brushed away. More just like a, a thought.
4: Yeah. Uh,
5: Naheem Hines
4: it's is a, thought a, is a really that was good player. Just He's you a really know, good player. Jerks. I but they also <laughs> just drafted a second round pick that was supposed to play this Naheem Hines role, and they've been running the ball very well lately. Devin Singletary looked awesome on Sunday night. Maybe Cook, there's something we don't know, Greggy. Cook, I think looked good on Sunday night. He and did. that was a pick that draft Twitter hated because it's like, oh, uh, this is the type of pick you make when you think you don't need anything, is you take like a third like down a back in the second round. And now here they're trading for another third round back down back, but he's a great player. So I mean, a great third down back. So I, it's hard to be mad that's, at it.
5: That's what has been at the top of their list uh, is a pass catching running back. And yeah, James cook, he had a really nice reception on Sunday. So who knows what's going on here with this?
3: And that's why. Uh, guys, uh, our producer Gravedigger asked me, should I go with the developing news drop right. or the uh-huh. breaking? I said, go with developing. We don't know the terms of the deal, and we don't know if mm-hmm. there's more to this story.
4: That's oh, there could be more, more to maybe the story. maybe there's
3: something going on in that backfield for Buffalo, and they need more help. All right, let's move to uh, another big deal. The Minnesota Vikings acquired T.J. Hawkinson, former first-round pick of the Detroit Lions. So they get Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a 2024 conditional fourth from the Lions in exchange for a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. Hawkinson's a good player. He really is. He hasn't – I think he went 10th overall uh, in uh, 18 or so. Um, And maybe he hasn't lived up to that standing. What tight end does, it seems, uh, that gets taken in the top 10 in our league. But at the same time, he's a guy that has flashed at times – And now you send him to a Vikings offense with better quarterback play and an absolute monster number one receiver in Jefferson. I like this move, Connie, for... Uh, the Vikings?
5: I have a couple things about this. Um, I think it's weird that they keep trading within the division and that <laughs> the Lions keep trading to the Vikings. Like this is, we saw it on draft day too, I believe. Yeah, day one of the draft, the Lions got the number 12 pick from the Vikings, used it to get Jamison Williams. But this is this is interesting just the way that they're operating here. I feel like four years in Detroit have really Aged TJ Hawkinson a bit. Oh, There's a picture that was an awesome floating, thing around. floating around. Yeah. Uh, I think you don't CBS seem to like the long hair. Sports? I
4: mean, I think the long hair works. It's not about just the long that hair. It was just a bad picture. I feel like. it was. But uh, He looked like a world-weary young man, that's weathered. Old. Yeah,
5: he looked weathered. A little but- bit. I think maybe that's what happens when you're going through all of the stress that happens well, you know in what? Detroit. You know, you know what will help?
3: A little Minneapolis winter. That will take care of the weathered <laughs> <look> <laughs> to his face. Um Greg, what do you think what do you think about Hawkinson? I think he is a guy that if he finds the right home could realize that potential and be and again, tight end does not have a lot of big time. Uh, producers right now he could take a step up but also this is a mid-season trade he's you know changing systems now uh there could be a ramp-up period on that end
4: of things i think he's realized his potential as a pretty good starting tight end that he's not that's, that was not a, he was a f- eighth he was overall, eighth pick overall pick in yes. 2019 see that's what you you wait graver if you want to like make a correction you can just wait till it sort of comes up naturally. We just were learning this early oh, what, in the, in the oh, week. Oh, yeah. Justin had done earlier. He was yeah. good yeah. in Sam 2020. Agnew, right. our not producer. not
5: yeah. Justin. I'm sure Justin was great in 2020. But TJ Hawkinson <laughs> was good in 2020, went to the Pro Bowl, set career highs. Right.
4: He had 723 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah. Last year, he's not like a huge playmaker. This year, he's on page, pace for another 700, 800 yards. I, I think he's in that. He's a dude. He's a solid mm-hmm. player. The Lions know him the most. And I find it interesting. They guaranteed his fifth year option next year, which is between 10 and 11 million, I believe. And they decided now, halfway through this year, that, like, eh, we don't really want to do that. He's right. a good player. He's the type of guy in free agency who gets overpaid because he gets there, but he's not quite in the top six or seven game changers. But I like the move for the Vikings because they just gave up so little. Mm-hmm. They get him for a year and a half. So I look at it like you get him for a year and a half. They don't have to pay him virtually anything this year. So you get him for two years for about $11 million, $12 million. Yep. That's a nice deal for a free agent tight end if, if he was out there. And then you can choose whether you get to keep him or not. And you didn't even really give up a second and third round pick. Like that's what the headlines say. That's what the lower thirds say. It's fugazi. But, I, but I would say it's more like, no, you traded down from the second to the fourth and he traded down from the third to the fourth because you still are getting those two rookie players that you get to draft, and that that's the key. I think the Vikings are, are still we, getting two rookie players. Right. And, they, yeah, they had to move down, but the Lions pick's got to be much higher. So if you really look at it, it's like they're moving down a round and a half. That's not much for two years of a nice tight end. Yeah, I,
3: I don't know. The Lions, on what they get the return on this trade is worth certainly the investment they initially made. He is due uh, $9.4
4: million. In OK, the mm-hmm. final year of his deal. Thank you for correcting me in a natural way. That didn't just bring. Right. The show to Right. And a you, m- you mentioned the yeah. Irv Smith injury.
3: Did someone mention <laughs> I that? I didn't. I okay, wish so I had. He suffered a high ankle sprain. Uh, he w- he was their tight end one. He's going to be out multiple weeks, uh, it looks like. So and one one more note. We talk about winners and we talk about losers. Oh, yeah, we uh, should do that trade deadline. Um, the Vikings, they add another player that's a winner.
2: Wow. Winning. Exactly. Chaz. <laughs>
5: no, a, a we're not bringing it back. Hey,
2: it's back. It's been back. On <laughs>
4: no, this it, hasn't. it never <laughs> really left for long here. Charlie Sheen is back.
5: Dan does it studio. to us before every show. Almost uh, every single show.
4: Well,
3: winning. <laughs> um a, a loser is the Packers. And unless something changes in the next couple minutes that we hear about when I'm Power Rankings goes live this morning, and then Ali Bampari, our editor, uh, slacks me. Oh, I updated uh, the Lions blurb and uh, mentioned that, you know, he was traded in the division. And I was like, oh, okay, the Packers finally wake up. They got oh. somebody. The Packers? It's like, no, the Vikings.
5: Hey, Packers, do something! Is this this is really how you're gonna do it? This was my loser too, the Packers. Mm. It was actually a tie between do something the Packers and who was it? Who did I have here as a loser? Oh, the Packers and the Giants for not getting a wide receiver because like not only did the Giants not get a wide receiver, they they traded one away, and the Packers. It's a shame that they can't go back to the Raiders and just like. Give those picks back for Devonte Adams. Mm. I think
3: I think what people will look back on the Aaron Rodgers era, and let's say it ends after this year, and it could. Would you be stunned if it ended after this year, and think it was one of the great uh, failures in organizational uh, team building? With a player at that level coming off back-to-back to MVPs, to never give him the help this year and let Devonte leave, but anyway, that's mm. neither here nor there. I, don't I mean, know if-
4: Kirk Cousins is a little bit of a winner here too. You know, mm-hmm. the Vikings. This was supposed Duh. to be the sort of Winning. like not a rebuilding year, but retre- you know, a well, new, new head coach, a new like- staff, and not much of change. And here they are, six and one. I'm not saying Hawkinson's changing their season. Of course, he's replacing Irv Smith, and that's a big part of it. But all right, this Vikings team—it's like life is short. The NFC yeah. is a little weird. They're heavy favorites at this point to win the division Big and have time. a home playoff game. Uh, Load up, get I your boy. I think both
5: a of those up. things will happen. You do. Yeah.
1: All right.
4: I'm trying hey. to think who. I'm like, who would they be playing against? It's and by a little the way, hard to project.
3: By the way, I do not stand by uh, Charlie Sheen, the man, or the decisions he's made in his life. I can only say a
5: disclaimer that, <laughs> that
3: those two weeks in the summer of 2010. Were some of the most absurd and fascinating uh, uh, in terms of pop culture meltdowns that have ever happened, and I want the youth of America to know and the world that is something that happened. So, Duh, winning is back.
5: What was in going on in your life duh. at that period winning. of time? I, but- I
3: had just started at the NFL mm-hmm. in a little newsroom in Culver City, and Mark Sessler and I sat in wow. a cubicle together. And there was a woman that worked on the programming side who never did any work. <laughs> and she clipped her she clipped her fingernails in the oh, no. office, which is like a Gross. huge pet peeve of mine. And she was always on yelling on the phone and cursing people off. And then she would call her mom, probably long distance, to save money. And then would just be on the long phone distance. with her mom uh, for like an hour talking about mindless BS. But she always was in deep conversation about Charlie Sheen talking about it like it was, you know, uh, the war in wow. Ukraine. Like, that's what the level of conversation and how serious she was. So I'm thinking about those times again.
5: Okay, not to sidetrack us too much, just yes. one more follow. You said that it's your big pet peeve when people clip their nails in the office. In is this public. In public? This it is happens. something that happens a it's lot? It's a
4: hideous thing. I mean, every once in a while you'll see it on a plane or oh, okay, at plane airport. That is
3: office. Disgusting. Uh, we had a We had a boss uh, that is no longer with us, and it's a shame. That our office, our cubicles were right next to his office, and I would hear him clipping.
5: No, like, that's so gross.
4: I uh, could have sworn that Charlie Sheen happened when we were at doing this podcast in Culver, but now I realize it's no, you just were talking about it still so much <laughs> five years later. That's what it was. Uh, developing
3: news uh, more terms of that trade between the Colts and the Bills. <laughs> Zach Moss is going back to the Colts. Oh. So the the Bills are kind of redoing their running back That's it? That's the, it? That's the whole bit. thing? Okay. That's it. And on, since we still have the drop playing, more developing news. Ian Rappaport reports that Brandon Cooks will not be traded.
4: Wow. Oh, okay.
3: He's staying in Houston. He didn't uh, go to
4: practice today. How about well, that?
3: He, you could say maybe he's losing. Duh, losing. Because uh, <laughs> he's in Houston still. But at the same time, maybe, maybe Brandon Cooks doesn't want to move anymore.
5: It's been a lot of moving for Houston's him. Houston's a very I,
3: nice city. I'm sure he has a great setup there. Well,
4: I've got some more developing news Uh-oh. when it comes oh my to Brandon God, what Cooks. What
5: else? What now?
4: Hit it. The tsunami's out of control.
5: <laughs> I'm drowning in it. Brandon
4: Cooks uh, <laughs> tweeted out at 1.03 p.m., I'm three trading. minutes after the <laughs> deadline. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. What? <laughs> Cross the line with playing with my career. Emoji uh, bow and arrow. Like a crossbow? Crossbow, crossbow emoji. What is, what's that about?
5: I what's love What's the backstory here? this?
4: I gotta look. I gotta so, parse this. Well, I
5: mean, he has—he's about to expose some things. I is mean, that what's happening? He has
4: played for the Houston Texans for the last few years, and I don't know. You we'll, should know we'll also see.
3: that he ends every tweet with the Archer. Oh yeah, emoji. that's right. That's a good. And point. he even calls himself the Archer, in his bio. There's a whole vibe. That's going his. On there. Uh, that's oh, his celebration, little celebration that's thing. A celebration. That's right.
4: So okay, that part. Okay. Not. To, and he uh, has Germain an extremely earnest
3: the- uh, profile photo of him taking a photo uh, with a old-style camera in black and white. A lot going on on this uh, account. Anyway, don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Oh my God. Those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career. So it sounds like, and this was eight minutes ago, Greggy. as you said, he was expecting to go and now is on a team that he doesn't trust and there's a bad vibe.
5: And that he's about to... Empty out some things, maybe? Mm-mm.
3: I mean,
4: some this secrets? is. This Sounds is like this. they should have traded Brandon Cooks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, we have a little more developing news on the Zach I'm Moss. Moss. i on trade. I can't do it. Oh, Zach Moss? Yeah, more. Zach Moss and the Heem Hines <laughs> trade. Welcome back to the news. Zach Moss
3: and the Heem <laughs> Hines special.
4: Uh, not only <laughs> is Zach Moss going uh, to Indianapolis, but a conditional sixth round pick Thank you, twenty twenty. Mm. Thank you for dotting the I mm-hmm. there.
3: Crossing the T's. Okay. Let's take a break and get to more trade madness. (laughs) Maybe even another update on Naheem Hines, Zach Moss, and (laughs) conditional picks.
0: We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
2: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
3: All right, welcome back. If you're just joining us, Naheem Hines is a Buffalo Bill. (laughs) Zach Moss is a cult, and there's a conditional draft pick involved as well. (laughs) If you're just joining, like you skipped 23 minutes into the episode. Also, Brandon Cooks is is going off. He's losing it. Not
5: happy. Not happy
3: with the world or maybe just the Texans or maybe something else. Uh, But we need to keep moving on. Here's a trade that was interesting. Chase Claypool is on the move. He is traded from the Steelers to the Chicago Bears in exchange for a 2023 second round pick. How about that? So, Claypool is a guy that I always found to be extremely you know, talented, a big-time playmaker, um, a guy that could be a superstar if things broke the right way. Then he gets caught up in the late-period Ben Roethlisberger years. Then they draft a quarterback, and the Steelers are obviously in a bad spot. And then you hear things, Greggy about maybe the Steelers didn't weren't kind of in love with Chase Claypool the dude in the locker room mm-hmm. and you get why this ended and by the way set against the back, backdrop of this is what the Steelers do they draft wide receivers find good value and then move on it's a churn but anyway they send him to the Bears second round pick though Greggy he was a second round pick in 2020 Is that a lot for the Bears to give up for Chase Claypool given what we know and what we don't?
4: It was, but receivers cost a lot these days. I think you need to think of them as one of the premier positions now. Look at how the, how much AJ Brown and the top shelf mm-hmm. receivers cost now. Then you look at free agency how much they cost. If you look at the 2023 free agency class and and I did like a really first draft view of it uh, a few months ago, there's no free agent receivers available. Like it's impossible to okay. get young receivers except for in the draft, which is why it's such an expensive pick. Most second round receiver picks these days are hitting. Like, I keep saying, like, you know, GM should just take receivers if they want job security because almost no one is missing at receiver. And so in that sense, it is an expensive pick. And Claypool, I think, has been up and down in his career. He got replaced essentially by a similar but better player in George Pickens. But I like that the Bears are trying to do something. So I don't have, like, a strong take that this is some bad move. They get him for a year and a half. It's kind of like that. Uh, Trade for Hawkinson, too. It's not building for the future or exactly right now. It's a little bit of both. Can I just say before Connie jump in here that it is a second round pick and the Bears,
3: unless they get hot here, that's probably a top 40 pick. Um, Right. It makes a lot of sense for the Steelers. So the Steelers have to be thrilled considering Pickens is locked and loaded to be that dude next to Deontay.
5: This second round pick is the one that they got in the Roquan to the Ravens deal. Right. So they still have their second round pick.
4: I I overlooked that. Well, oh,
5: thank you. This is for me. I thought something else. So, I thought there was more you. are you're putting it
4: into context that this trade should not be looked at in a vacuum. That's no, I thought at first point. that it was going to be so that it's it was not pretty the rich. Bears pick.
5: I'm pretty sure it's the pick that they got in exchange.
4: Which makes
3: much more yeah, sense. Yeah, so they just
5: sent it away. And, Connie. Hey.
3: And to think that you were doubting yourself on any level before Listen, the show started. I wasn't
5: doubting myself. I just, you know, I'm trying to prepare here, gang. Oh no, <laughs> she's
3: a 1920s flapper again.
5: I'm back.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: um. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I think like here. No, go go on. <laughs> yeah, I was seeing point. I was seeing a lot of like Bears wouldn't trade a second round or ch- Bears would trade a second round pick for Claypool but wouldn't use one on George Pickens in the actual draft, which I thought was kind of interesting. But the fact that like the okay. Bears get to keep their own pick and Claypool's younger and Roquan wasn't even going to resign in Chicago anyway, so it's I, kind I'm of. I'm glad.
4: I'm really glad glad you works. brought that up. It, uh, because <laughs> I think you have to look at those two trades together. That They essentially traded Ra- Roquan Smith for Chase Clayton. Exactly. It always annoys me when people say the Eagles traded up for Devonta Smith. Like, why did they do that? No, they didn't. <laughs> it was part of a package of picks over two days that together <laughs> they actually ended up moving down and picking up picks and getting Devonta Smith. You got to look at it all together. I'm so, no. <laughs>
5: I'm, I'm so no. sorry. I'm so sorry. Get me a life jacket.
3: Developing news. Uh, the draft pick... Being uh, sent to Pittsburgh is Chicago's pick. <laughs>
1: oh,
5: I was like, what? This is the only way it would make sense. No, I, the other uh, way. Like, I still look at it. Really? I,
4: I'm so glad you brought I it feel up. Like I'm because really to me, high. I, I still think you look <laughs> at those trades in trade. tandem. I think the point stands for the most part. That you look at these two trades in tandem. They still have a second round pick, they move down this a is little. is so chivalrous of you, Greg. No,
5: I think it's true. Nice. I think it's yeah. true. I tell you what, didn't have time to triple source.
4: Hey, that's what happens.
5: It's, it's trade deadline day. That's what happens.
4: Uh, all right, he fits. He fits what Justin Fields does well. Yes. Now you can kind of see it. Justin Fields playing better. You're seeing a vision of it. He throws the ball deep down the field really well. You have Mooney and Claypool. Okay, like Thank he, now you, you, you're Greg. starting to have some things. That was my uh, kind uh, of winning.
3: <laughs> my my point was, what we saw with the trades by Chicago of Roquan and Quinn. Was they are totally down to just blow up the defensive side of the ball and start over, Um, but on offense they have a vision. It's Justin Fields. Uh, They have some guy pieces in the backfield and a wide receiver they like. Now they add a guy that they can lock and load as like a number two wide receiver. It's a different, it's a different thing for them between the offense and the defense Hmm. in terms of how they're. So would you say Justin
4: Fields is a winner here? I would say, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say. Wow, winning
3: Tiger blood. Uh, all right, moving on. Another wide receiver trade. Remember Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. I
5: forgot about him ring for a second. Bell? Yeah.
3: Not good, not good, the... Good uh, ball player. Yeah, not the uh, the pop hit maker, uh, the, the the dance pop guy. That's Calvin Harris. Oh, what? But Calvin Ridley <laughs> was a wide receiver and a good one. Uh, once upon a time, a first-round pick, a rising star in the league who then made a... Stupid decision uh, to gamble uh, using an app on an NFL game. It was a parlay, I believe. It didn't involve the Falcons, I don't believe. It did involve it did. the Falcons beating the
4: Jaguars. It's so funny, and I remember ah, like,
3: oh. ah. So it was. Anyway, you can't do that. So he got suspended for the entire 2022 season, and the Jaguars said, oh, this guy seems like a dude we want. So they acquire <laughs> Calvin Ridley from the Falcons for two future conditional draft Selections. Ridley also missed the end of last year dealing with mel- mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot going on with Ridley, Connie, but he is a very good receiver, and the Jaguars are a team uh, still very much building for tomorrow. Uh, they, they spent a lot of money on Christian Kirk and uh, different pieces on that offense, but apparently they're still tinkering with the model around Trevor Lawrence.
5: Um, yeah, so I think I'm just looking at it from – the Falcons end of things first, because after they drafted Drake London, it just... Didn't seem like they absolutely needed to bring him back. He was kind of rumored to be moved before everything went right. down, before the suspension. The Jets were
3: interested, for example. yes,
5: because Philadelphia was as well, and then mm-hmm. they brought in AJ Brown. So this was something that was going on, that was in the works for I think quite some time, um, especially dealing with the mental health issues at the beginning or at the end of last season. So it definitely makes sense from the Falcons' standpoint as they try to move forward. But he is a talent. talented talented player so that's only going to help things with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville
4: Calvin Ridley had 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns two years ago right as a 26 year old he is lightning fast. He is exactly what you want out of a number two type of receiver. Or he could be a number one. He can win on the outside, which the Jaguars just don't have anyone that can do that. Uh, so it all makes sense to me that it's worth a shot if he wants to continue playing football. And the, the picks are incredibly complicated. And I wonder why this doesn't happen more. Like we make our sandwich props very complex, I feel sure. like at times.
3: Too complex.
4: I agree. But uh, how come like the, trade terms aren't complex like this and this one kind of is it's it's a 2023 5th that can move uh to a 4th depending on whether he, and when he's reinstated so there's some protection if for some reason he's not reinstated and hasn't done the terms we sure. don't know exactly you know if he'll be back next year but you know i think that the hope is he'll be back the other pick can be a 2024 second round pick and mm. i i believe it only occurs; it's either a second-round pick or nothing, if the Jaguars give him a long-term deal. So <laughs> what? the trade has fairly to fairly arbitrary. I mean, I don't think it, I don't know if it's arbitrary, but it's definitely creative. It's like saying, "What, it, what constitutes a long-term deal?" Oh, a se- another contract. I would, I you know. So
3: any any type of additional contract
4: doesn't I, have to yeah. be terms-wise. Any. It's length. a good. It's a good question. What if they just sign him to a one-year? 12 million dollar right. deal move does that count as around? a long term deal? My guess is that would still qualify. But basically if he does well enough that he signs a second contract with the Jaguars, uh, they get a second round pick, which is just if, like, okay,
3: that's a little fun. This mm-hmm. from Drew behind the glass. If Ridley makes the team in 2024, the second pick will be wor- worth at least a fourth rounder.
4: That's the yeah, the fifth a, to the fourth. A playing That'll time
3: milestone milestone converts the pick to a third rounder. And the Jaguars will give up a 2024 20, second-round pick if the team strikes a long-term deal.
4: So it's like like there's condition that's on a, condition. That's a wow. wild trade. It's like kind of fun. How long did it take to do that? It's like, it's like it's there's so a <laughs> right. There's there's actually like one more condition. If he if he flips the parlay around and this time he picks the Jaguars to beat the Falcons and the Jaguars win, then it's a first-round pick. I'm, now my head hurts. No, I that was, yeah, that I was, know, I know. That was a long bit. Me. That was a long <laughs> bit that Justin was laughing at. He was with me. You I mean what? clearly they wouldn't put the part in. It's, it's a winning bit. It's a winning bit. Okay.
3: Because it ties into, you know, yeah. everything that happened. Winning.
4: <laughs> I like that. I like that. The Jaguars are desperate. They need some uh, outside receivers, so that was good. Uh, uh, uh winning developing news.
3: <laughs> Deal with the buzzer. What is it? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The Chiefs have traded cornerback Rashad Fenton to the Falcons, per source. What? Really? Fenton was recently replaced in the starting lineup, and uh, the Chiefs have gotten good play out of their rookie cornerback. So he was deemed expendable. So he heads to an Atlanta defense that has needs right now in the secondary. See, even that, I know Atlanta's not in it to, quote, win it, or I'm sure they are but they're like man we want to wow, we want to get some we want to get some <laughs> we want to get some help in our back end because we can make the playoffs if a couple things break our way so two teams
4: make a, a move trying to get back. I better.
5: mean even if they just continue sustaining what they're doing right now because the division is so bad
4: right like i i like it fenton's played a lot and played pretty well and they they're trying to get a playoff spot but it points to what you were saying Dan at the start of the show look who's making these trades today the Bears mm-hmm. are acquiring players. The Jaguars, two and six, is acquiring a player. Granted, you know, he's not available this year. And now the Falcons are acquiring players. It is a little confusing. Like, who's the buyer and the seller here? Right. The, the Chiefs are the seller. The Colts the- made a move. They got Zach Moss today. Yeah. Naheem <laughs> Himes. Sixth round pick in that deal, too. Unbelievable.
3: Conditional pick, too. Or is that the sixth round pick? Yeah, that was the conditional
4: <laughs> The conditional pick.
3: Hey, the Steelers acquired William Jackson in a conditional 2025 seventh round pick from the Commanders for a conditional uh,
4: 2025 sixth round pick. So that's like the lowest. It's a pick swap in three years with conditions on the third day of the draft, which is truly the lowest. It's essentially giving him away. Uh, it's as low as you can get. Here's
3: a little bit of a uh, flop by us in terms of the rundown, and I don't point any fingers. We could have done it if we worked together on it. Jeff Wilson also um, involved with a trade. So the Dolphins got Chubb and also Jeff Wilson from the Niners for a 2023
4: fifth-round pick. Okay. Why are you moving off Jackson so quick? I thought that one was actually kind of interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. Just because he was the top cornerback in free agency two years ago. It's a very – Steelers move. And I know he didn't work in Washington. Uh, a lot of people don't work in Washington. I know there's a lot of commanders in Washington. <laughs> Mark
3: would tell you some people in the Pentagon aren't doing their work <laughs> right. in Washington.
4: I just He's a, uh, a lot of five, commanders in Washington, D.C. That C., five-sided in the Pentagon. fortress. He's a cornerback he's a with some high traits, high-level traits. Uh, they got Joe Hayden, I remember, in a spot like this when people thought Joe Hayden was kind of done at 29, 30 and got like three great years out of him. And they're getting him for you know the next year he's going to be paid twelve. Minutes. I'm just saying that's I, it's a good deal of business. To you know, the like that. Steelers, that's good, right? their defense
5: has given up the second most passing yards per game, um, and their top corner Witherspoon he's missed the last four, so they need it.
4: We wouldn't have had that research that's used t- <laughs> by Connie if <laughs> Absolutely. we had just uh, boomerang corner. back into Jeff Wilson. <laughs> Clay Claibon and Rank, I was eating uh, lunch with them today up at the old huddle. Really? And they mentioned they got a hot new segment on fantasy, which people are really enjoying, called Dropped, and they do it like Chopped.
1: Oh, I love and, that. And okay. e-
4: in each of the last two weeks, the player that was featured in Dropped was mm. then immediately traded by their actual NFL team. This time it was wow. Jeff Wilson. Wow. So maybe they're watching. What else came out of this lunch? Well, we talked about the strategies of how we all eat multiple lunches at the huddle um, because the portion size isn't like huge. And we all like to eat. Variety. Some of too. us get two at a time. Some of us get the soup with the meal. Some of us, me and Rank, spread sure. it out. Have like an early lunch and then a late lunch.
3: <laughs> you know, that's, I think, nutritionally, that's suggested as wow, well. To have winning. A series of uh, smaller meals throughout the day. That's great. And you, I know you and Claybon are known to have lunch together. But adding Rank to the mix, that's quite a trio. Developing news
5: this here. This is on Dan's radar.
4: <laughs> no, this is developing news. I think I think Tuesdays are our day I think it's only come together two or three I times agno- I gotta I yeah. gotta
3: acknowledge something yeah I was coming upstairs after uh changing after doing my now hit <laughs> I saw them dining together and I had some work prep work to do but I was grabbing lunch too and I said you know what that table looks pretty set. That's a the, the table is pretty filled up with people.
5: Oh no! So I
3: was gonna maybe come in, but I didn't, they seem to really be enjoying chopping up their conversation. So I said I'm gonna let them do their thing. Did
5: you go to the locker room?
3: And I went to the locker room. Wait, the two nice of them
4: head. or the three of us? It was the power trio:
3: Rosenthal, oh, Rank, and Claybon. And I said I don't want I don't want to mess with that chemistry because
4: it looks like something's there. I mean, that's an interesting spin on the situation. Another uh, way to analyze it would be like Dan didn't want to sit with us.
5: This really takes me back to like the cafeteria in high school, which gave me, as you guys could imagine, oh, I'm the sure. worst anxiety I'm ever. Sure. That's
4: why Hated
5: it.
3: all you kids out there, don't try to be on the A-list.
5: Just... No.
4: And you know what? Winners and losers from this. I mean, I think Rankin, Claybon and I, we yeah. all won. Winning. I think so.
3: That's what I'm saying. It looks so um, like you guys are really hitting it off as a, a new power trio <laughs> that I didn't want It sounds wanna... like
5: there's a little bit of like, yeah. underlying jealousy here. I, you you can look invited? at it that
3: way. I no, I don't believe they saw me. Mm. Maybe I would have been invited, but I can't be I sure. I didn't see about it. That. My
4: back was too uh, <laughs> right. Was to the But it, that's not what it's Ooh, about. Connie. It feels good to hurt your friend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I thought what they had going there was good.
5: Guys, I was going to say that Mike McDaniel really loves bringing 49ers running right. backs yeah, into yeah, yeah. Miami. But, but what about
3: my Miami. comment? I had about lunch tables in school.
5: I think that that was good.
3: Forget about the A list. It's too. That's too much. It's too much heat. There's a lot of you know back backstabbing, and it's sometimes bad vibes on the A list. Go for the, B-list.
4: the oh, B list. Oh, you mean in high school? If you're on
3: the B list, and I was a B list all star in high school, you can navigate. With the A list on occasion, whether it's through sports Mm -hmm. teams or the occasional party, you could dip down to the C or even the D list if you just like people that aren't socially gifted. Um, And then you hang out with all the Bs, which are some of the more interesting, unique, kind of layered people in the world are from the B What are you
5: saying, that the A's are vapid?
3: Not always, but sometimes, yes. But I'm saying people aspire. I need to be on the A list in life. B-list. That's I, I
5: think the best thing to do is variety. Like you want to diversify yeah. your portfolio. Right. I think you you want to try and be on all of the lists. Don't fit into Just a list. Be what in I'm with saying. all of them. Maybe yeah. don't
4: view life as like a, a tiered system. Maybe of stop ranking people, people. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stop. <laughs> uh, life is about rankings in right. so many ways. Anyway, be a
5: seven-hour.
3: Dolphins acquired Jeff Wilson from the Niners for a 2023 fifth-round pick. Jeff Wilson, and you know, of course, as someone who was starting for the 49ers earlier this season when Elijah Mitchell was injured in week one. Then Chris McCaffrey hits the scene and makes Wilson exp- expendable, so the Dolphins add another piece.
5: Yep, and with Chase Edmonds going to Denver as part of the Chubb deal, then this just makes sense for Jeff Wilson to be brought in to take his place.
4: That's oh, right. right. Chase Edmonds could... uh by the way, I'd, it'd be a little frisky fantasy-wise. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of helping manage my kids' teams after they start out. Who, Edmonds in Denver? Yeah, 0-6, and I'm thinking about that Denver backfield and mm-hmm. not a lot of mm-hmm. juice there, and I would say Chase Edmonds has a little more juice, whereas Je- Jeff Wilson will be a nice backup for most. Like of. you're trying
3: to coach up your kids' fantasy teams now after you, the GM, you were so hands-off that they just drafted horrific teams. Yeah. Got to be more hands-on before the draft in the
4: future. I wanted them to have fun and do their own thing. And then, yeah, Walker Two drafted. Two different
5: parenting styles Wa- right here. Do you, here. Know, what, you
4: know what's the, the most mistake. fun? Duh. Win. Wow, winning. <laughs> uh, yeah, he should not have named his team after, many, after Tom Brady in the year 2022. Oh. Then drafted him first and then Mac Jones second. Core fantasy strategy. Oof, uh, uh
3: In other news, the Broncos acquired Jake Martin from the
4: Jets along with a
3: 2024 fifth-round pick um, in exchange for a 2024 fourth-round pick. The Jets signed Martin to a three-year deal earlier this season, but he has been buried on a very deep uh, depth chart for the Jets, so kind of a minor trade, but uh, it is a trade, and that's what this episode is about. And speaking of trades that unless you have something to add about Jake Martin, correct? Something one trade that didn't happen other than Brandon Cooks and the archer is not happy Oof. about it. Um the Rams offered, this is a report out there. Where was this from? Is this Shefty? What? Uh the Rams offered two first round picks for Panthers uh pass rusher Brian
4: Burns. Mm. And well, it, was, it was Albert Breer, Bert. but it was like Albert Breer in a radio interview that someone else heard and then transcribed. I'm always a little wary Sounds of, solid. like, how come Breer, he did say it. I, I confirmed that. I did the double sourcing. He did say it, but, like, how come he didn't come out with this report? It's like, well, maybe he didn't to- you know. Things I, I move know. fast in the
3: NFL. Maybe he had a column that ordinarily, nah, you know, if it, nah, if nah. he learned it on Wednesday.
4: You know how the game, that's not Monday. how the game works. The game works either, you're trying yeah, to, but like. but what are you saying? <laughs> like, what is your point then? That he maybe doesn't. He didn't. Believe, it wasn't like he wasn't saying it with his chest. If he wasn't gonna report it right fully, then you know, you gotta. But it's wonder either true it or it's bit. not,
3: right? Right. Like his sources. Or
4: maybe, it's, yeah. There's, there's different. Uh, so, what's
5: the takeaway here?
3: Don't trust anything you hear in a radio interview. Got it. If it's not written in print first or a text, trust it, or it a little tweet. less.
4: Trust it a little less. Okay. Yeah.
3: Fair enough. Anyway, I'm mad about this because I had a sandwich prop that the. Rams at the trade deadline would add a pass rusher, essentially to replace Von Miller. And they tried like hell, apparently, to do it. I, I'm a little surprised they were willing to offer so much. Less need. the man, I mean, we don't need to dwell on this because it didn't happen. But at this point, he's just leaning all in into his identity of I hate first-round picks to the point where it's like, he was going to give up two first-round picks for Brian Burns? Wow. Like, t- Greg, I know Burns is like one of those guys that's better than most people realize,
4: uh, but... I feel like both sides got this one wrong if it actually was something that happened. <laughs> I tend to agree that's too much, even for a premier pass rusher, because you would have to pay him Im- immediately. So you're also making him one of your other Rams stars, and you're giving uh, Dan sandwiches from my pocket, and that's a that's a loss. Yeah. I would be a loser, but now yeah. I'm a winner. Oh, You're winning. <laughs> wow, winning. Tiger blood. Um, all right. They're, they're, they're also p- super in the future, like 2024, 2025. 20, well, he's spoken a few right. times, and we haven't really got <laughs> on. Well, my favorite moment, not to cut you off, Justin, which I um, want to do, is uh, Justin tried to talk on our Monday Night Recap. People should check out with the Bengals right. Browns. Of course. And uh, Nick cut him off and said, uh, did I hear something? It's amazing. I was like, Nick Wesseling, what a great <laughs> job. Aww. Nick did it to him. He, Nick did it. Oh, I don't know if I could stand for that. But the point is <laughs> He's like, our grave digger. <laughs> these are very far in the future picks. Like twenty twenty five? Like we'll we even be alive by then? Come on. Who what are what are you, Kyle Sanahan? <laughs> yes. Um
5: I hope so. <laughs> these future picks well, it is a tsunami. Three years. Well, that's yeah. true.
4: These future picks are funny because people always say, Well, a twenty twenty five pick that's like a 2024 20, second. Like, that's the math. It's somehow worth it. And I say, no, that's not true. Only if you think you're going to get fired. Like, if you're Howie Roseman and Bill Belichick, I feel like those picks are still first-round Ooh. picks. As long as you think you're going to be there... Those deep into the future picks are, are great.
5: And Jeremy Fowler said that the Rams included Cam Akers in that two first-round pick package. Did he
4: say it on a radio interview or did oh. he tweet it?
5: Um, think it might have been in print.
4: Okay, that's good. Wait, I think Cam Akers, maybe I shouldn't have sidetracked the show for for that point. I think that's a fair... I got a meeting system. coming that's, up, guys. That's uh, what you're saying. Gotta I know you got to go. Movie. Cam Akers would, would be a loser in this situation. He sat out practice. He tweeted out that he misses football. Reportedly, Uh-oh. they're going to just bring him back now. Yeah, that doesn't work typically. Ooh. And then, yeah, the Rams, I think, are are losers here because look at what they tried to do. They tried to get Burns. They Losing. tried to get McCaffrey. They didn't get either. And meanwhile, the 49ers have stole their identity. The 49ers Ooh. are now the win now. We're cool. We have the top-tier like talent. We got no. McCaffrey. Winning. We got I like it. all sorts of stuff. I like it. And you tweeted that. So they I did. trust your point
3: even more. That's right. <laughs> Never trust anybody in a radio. But if they say it on a podcast,
5: mm-hmm.
3: you might as well just erase it from your mind entirely.
5: Podcasts. Yeah.
3: Podcasts are a joke. Let's take a break <laughs> and we'll hit Thursday night football preview.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall.
1: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
2: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, welcome back. We have
3: survived the trade tsunami. If anything trickles out at this point, we'll let you know. But now let's turn our attention to week nine. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. Week nine. How about it? The Philadelphia Eagles uh, undefeated 7-0. and And now they go to Houston to get the Texans. To me, the worst team in football. Uh, Brandon Cooks probably would agree at this point. Oh, no. um, so here is another great setup for the Eagles. Connie, you are a Philadelphia sports fan through and through. Uh, we talked about it on the Power Rings podcast today a little bit. Uh, are you annoyed with me that I don't have them at number one in the powerings? It's two. And I think you are, but you're being classy about it. But at the same time, I got to say, it's like if there are three truly awesome teams in the league, mm-hmm. and we're getting sidetracked from the game a little bit, but real quick, and two are the Bills and the Chiefs, and they're not on your schedule, and you're the third team, like the schedule is going to be incredibly nice for you. And it's amazing they could be 7-0 and and then look at their next three, four eight games or whatever, and still see smooth sailing, they're never going to be an underdog in the regular season.
5: This has been the story the entire season, though, that their schedule is soft, but they still are good. Two things can be true at once. I agree with that. I believe that I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL, and that's coming from me as a Philadelphian Mm. through and through it would worry me having these two teams play each other because they are both so talented. But what the Eagles are doing on both sides of the ball right now is something that I haven't seen in so, so long. A.J. Brown, Howie Roseman has done such a good job just bringing in A.J. Brown and knowing... Howie, motherfucker. That's right. Howie, motherfucker. <laughs> he's great. Oh, and so A.J. Brown there. has just been... He's just been such a a dream to watch. And I'm sorry, Grave Digger. I know that this one hurts a little bit, but my goodness, he had three (laughs) first-half touchdowns. I mean, 156 yards. Like, he was so good in this game. And Jalen Hurts, like, everything is just working. And I've said it before, but I can't remember the last time that the Eagles had a dominant number-one wide receiver like A.J. Brown at the same time that they had good players Players in the secondary and on defense. And then they bring in Robert Quinn as well, just because it's like, hey, why not? Let's just like bring in a pass rusher to really drive home this defense. And it's, it's just, it's kind of crazy. What is, what's the
4: desert say about this one, by the way, Greg? It's 13 points, which is surprisingly low to me. Mm-hmm. I th- I figured we're getting seven we're getting up to 17 maybe plus for the first time this year didn't happen. Uh, Graver, you pointed out the Texans going into last week had outscored their opponents in the first three quarters of games by like 20 points and so I think that's part of it that on paper the Texans haven't looked as bad, you know, for most of the game. As their record said, but they also just had about 70 yards going into their final drive against the Titans, and they've won one game this year. And the Archer is shooting arrows from inside the <laughs> building; things are gonna be on fire.
3: Whoa! Yeah, and I, and you know, the AJ Brown thing. Not only after watching the game yesterday, not only did he have three touchdowns, they basically shut it down in the second half, the Eagles. But he still almost had a fourth. That was waved off by a penalty. And then he almost had a fifth where he got caught from behind. Like this guy could not be covered by Pittsburgh. And it you now we've kind of lost a little bit in the Devonte Smith has been a little bit more quiet now after we were having that conversation about who's the number one receiver. But these are the these are the rich people problems of the Eagles. They have so many talented players and I can't say enough about Jalen Hurts. Like Greg, you one of the reasons you were so high on them in the offseason was this idea that what if Herbst does make the leap? And he's just so comfortable in the pocket. He's mm-hmm. accurate. He's just it's, – it's incredible to watch his maturation and see what it really looks like when a guy makes the leap in earnest that and he has.
4: I, I think Brown's skill set matches up so well with him. Like, he's willing to throw those go balls. That's mm-hmm. the best ball he throws. And Brown just goes and gets it. So you have confidence doing it. I mean, the celebration that he got – Penalized for AJ Brown for pointing at the <laughs> two was awesome, Steelers it was, so it was worth the it. best celebration. It so good. So worth One it. of them's an All Pro, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Point away. I mean, they, they're they so good right now. They got their starters out of the game before anyone played 45 snaps When with Thursday night football going up. You never know which defender is going to have a great game. It's like they have eight or ten different guys that could. One week, it's it's Reddick, and mm-hmm. then it's Josh Sweat. And you're like, oh yeah, Josh Sweat's on a multi-year like long-term deal. Then one week, it's Hargrave. They lose Jordan Davis for four to six weeks. We, we should have mentioned that on right. Sunday. That is a big loss for them, but they're just so deep that it feels like It doesn't matter. You're not going to find any open receivers uh, if you're Davis Mills. They'll probably play better this week just because they can't play any worse. But man, the 13 does does not seem like enough because the Texans' defense has quietly taken a step back last year. They were this year. They were a little frisky last year. They're not really frisky, and they're going up against one of the best rushing teams. in terms of success rate of the last 10 years. They're, amazingly, the Eagles are worse than they are at rushing than a year ago when they had the highest success rate. Nate Tice pointed this out in the last 10 years. And now they're like the sixth best team of the last 10 years in terms of success rate. They're just like a great, great running team, which sets up the pass.
5: Yeah, and just seeing Jalen Hurts in the same type of offense two years in a row, like that is one of the things that he lacked throughout his career. And adding all of the pieces that they did around him, like you absolutely can see him grow and develop. And that has been the number one question about this team moving forward. That's why Howie made all of those deals so he would have that draft capital to use in case they needed to go get a quarterback Mm -hmm. next season, but now they don't.
4: Now he just has the Saints pick. And I want to push back slightly Dan on okay. the schedule thing okay i mean right now the numbers say the nfc east through eight weeks is the best division in football history in terms of record it's not but record i agree yes. but yeah. that's crazy so you still got you, you guys have been trying to talk up new york to me I, I don't think they're great but you got them twice uh you get you go to dallas yeah yeah you, you got the titans in there That's going to be tough. You got the Packers. I know it's at home on Sunday Night Football. Maybe by week 12, the Packers are feisty. So there there are some games coming up. I'm not, yeah. Just the first,
3: and I'm going to actually include the Packers because they've been legitimately bad this year. Their first 11 opponents Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, Dallas without (laughs) Dak, Hmm. Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indy, Green Bay. And again, OK, you're right. I'm not taking I'm not taking away Nessa because not only have they won the games, they've stomped their opponents. Right. And I got respect for that. And I wish it was my team. So it's not that it's just something that I keep my eye on and why I don't have them at number one in the power ranks, despite being the only undefeated team now for weeks in the league. I'm looking forward to the Eagles because they're such a fun, exciting team getting punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And what happens next?
5: Well, see, I look at the schedule two different ways and I can't decide which one I kind of want to follow which way because I think about the fact that, yeah, it's a soft schedule and when they finally do play a quality opponent, a really tough opponent, are they going to get smacked in the face? But also, this game is so mental, and that's what we always hear from the players that played it and the coaches and everybody else. And if they are playing like this throughout the entire season, by the end of the season, if they still are like this, at that point, aren't they just like a well-oiled machine and mentally they are just winning these games before they even play them?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to the Giants and going to Dallas, you still have the Saints and, and the Titans. Those are going to be hard. It's not a brutal schedule, but it's hard enough. And the key is they're the favorites for the one seed by a decent amount, I would say. And the one seed is a free playoff win. And maybe there's something about like the, the rust where you're sitting out. I don't. I don't know if that's a thing. I guess I'm just it like happened to Andy Reid a few they're times. They're
5: going to lose but, at some point.
4: I know, but they're probably. I would. I really think they're heavy favorites for the one seed, and that's a playoff win right there. You skip the first round, and only two teams get to do that. It's like the 85
3: Bears got the Dolphins and Dan Marino on Monday night. It would have been great to have like a week 13 Sunday night game against the Bills but maybe we have to wait until February for that how about Christmas Eve 125
4: Greg Olson Kevin Burkhart at Dallas okay I'll take it all right Mm
5: -hmm. I'll be at Pittsburgh that day (laughs) it's a tough
4: (laughs) it's a toughie (laughs) tough draw it all
3: sounds like a massive jinx all the way also by the way we're not assuming they're going to stay undefeated
4: but it sets up well for somebody. Wow. I'm assuming it this week, yeah. and that's why I'm locking up. Oh, no, we
3: can't do it. Somebody wake up, Mercury Morris. All right. <laughs> that was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Good stuff. Good up. Did we get, every- hey, did we get everything? Hey, great. did get Are you your meeting,
4: Colleen?
5: <laughs> I am, but Sorry. it's okay. I told them. Yeah. We're good. Uh-huh.
4: We had some odds and ends news items that we didn't get to. A couple coaches got fired, but yeah, we we're gonna get to all that on on Thursday show. Yeah. Uh, all the news. The oh Jets wait, we are- do have some developing news. Stop
5: it. Are you serious? I really mean it. No.
4: And this is gonna change everything. Let's hear it. What? <laughs> the Bills have acquired safety Dean Marlowe from the Atlanta Falcons exchange- in exchange for a twenty twenty three. Seventh round pick. That is not a name that uh, Mark Sessler made up.
3: Let's uh, let's read. Let's redo the show and lead with this. Okay. But if you are just joining us, Naheem Hines <laughs> headed to the Bills. Zach Moss mm-hmm. headed the other way, and it is a draft pick.
5: A, a conditional one. A sixth. That's right. Where's Mark?
3: <laughs> Hopefully, Mark will be with us on Thursday. Connie, as always, thank you. For everything you've do you do, uh, you've you simply put, you've said it all.
5: <laughs> That's exactly right. What was that? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Goodbye.
3: Until Thursday. Thursday. Thank you to everybody for listening. Sincerely. Until then. He the call